expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. Hello and welcome to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Keith Manconi. When we think of the startups that are dominating the world, you know, the really big names, the, the Ubers, the Airbnbs, the Facebooks, they're mostly creations of one place, Silicon Valley. And obviously, Silicon Valley is a special place, a lot of bright people there. But there's nothing that says it's the only place on the planet where big ideas can happen. And we know that because right here in Taiwan, right now, big ideas are popping up all the time. And maybe nobody has made a Facebook yet, but successful startups are happening. And today on the show, we're speaking with someone who's helping to make them happen. Anita Huang is known as the captain of an incubator in Taipei, Taiwan Startup Stadium, that is providing a home to a whole bunch of Taiwan-based startups looking to take their businesses global. The project kicked off earlier this year, so we're lucky enough to have Anita in studio with us today to tell us about it. Anita, thanks for joining us. Hi, Keith. Hello, ICRT. So when we think about uh, Taiwan as an environment for startups, let's, if, if I'm a startup and uh, I have some big idea and I have uh, a company that I want to grow here in Taiwan, is this a good place for me to do that? What, what kind of an environment is Taiwan for that today? Yeah, I would say Taiwan definitely has the startup sort of DNA and entrepreneurship uh, in our history. You know, there are a lot of makers, a lot of big name manufacturers. You know, we have HTC, we have Acer uh, in our history. And, you know, people are starting up business almost every day. Uh, friends around us start cafes, start bed and breakfast and doing different things. Um, so indeed, um, you know, I think Taiwan is welcoming and always be friendly for a startup. People want to do their own business. Small business is very vibrant here. However, you know, Taiwan Startup Stadium is, has the mission to internationalize our startup ecosystem, uh, especially for technology startups, and especially for technology startups that are working in the internet age, meaning mm. software companies, mobile app companies, you know, smart hardware, connected hardware. And these areas are really, really super competitive around the world. Um, so this year, you know, uh, we put together the program with the support from government, National Development Council, is aimed to really concentrate the resource and concentrate uh, the effort supporting the entrepreneurs in this area. And and so based on uh, what you're just saying, it, it sounds like there is a bit of a challenge there bridging that gap between maybe what works in Taiwan and what works on the international stage. Yeah, exactly. So I would say the challenge is, you know, Taiwan, as we all know, geographically is a very limited market, especially for founders who were born and raised here to think about think big and mm. actually have the point of references in terms of consumer needs, in terms of lifestyle, in terms of cultural, is fairly challenge for someone who haven't really lived or educated abroad for some time. Um, so the bridge, I think, um, exists in many areas. Uh, number one is mindset. Uh, we were actually sometimes being named or called as the attempt to build a Silicon Valley in Taiwan. And I would say Silicon Valley is really not to replicate. Uh, we start with the mindset, Silicon Valley mindset. Mm. Uh, 
secondly, we actually have several programs that are have been launched in the past six months' time, uh, trying to connect entrepreneur at the pragmatic level uh, with the global community. For example, partnership with top ten startup accelerators in the world. Uh, you know, connecting with a lot of international investors, mentors who have startup experience around the world in different markets, in different vertical areas,、uh, are pretty much the essential、uh, blocks that we are building for the entrepreneurs here. So,、uh, if we're just thinking about、uh, startups in Taiwan right now,、uh, are, are there any special challenges that they face that maybe somebody in、uh, Silicon Valley wouldn't have to worry about? Is, is there anything that makes it hard to be a startup in Taiwan? Yeah, I would say there are startups face different challenges at different point of life,、uh, and many of them, when they are thinking about when they have somehow built the product from scratch, bootstrapping without much cost, they have a software product built.、Uh, usually, the next point is how do you actually turn it into business and turn it,、uh, you know,、uh, into scalable business, and with that. Attempt to scale. Usually, a lot of them have funding needs.、Um, so, like access to investor is definitely something startups founders in Silicon Valley has a lot of access to, whereas Taiwanese founders has limited.、Mm. And also, I would say the support from ecosystem.、Uh, mm-hmm. If you actually want to talk to、uh, people in certain field or with distribution channel,、uh, Silicon Valley is a lot more open and also a lot more resourceful in that regard. You can、mm-hmm. basically connect to experts in many different areas in the、mm-hmm. technology field. You've got Stanford, right? Yeah. Right next door, exactly, and that might be limited from here.、Uh, mm-hmm. You may be easily put together a biomed symposium and、mm-hmm. with many experts、uh, in Silicon Valley, where it can be quite challenging、uh, from here. But I'm seeing that、um, you know right now. Actually, connecting people in different places with the same you know vertical focus has becoming a lot easier than decades ago.、Uh, so many of them, especially you know with the right. Mindset and with the right proactiveness,、uh, it's actually not that hard to find the right people in different country and and actually work on the same product or project.、Uh, so we are actually, I, w- I would say, starting from mindset to think bigger and be more courageous. And actually, we are kicking more entrepreneurs out of the country. <laughs> Ah, sending them overseas, getting、exactly. them exposed. Yeah. So one program we are putting together, we call it、um, Global Accelerator Bootcamp.、Uh, so the accelerator、uh, that I mentioned before is pretty much seen as the startup MBAs right now. So they are like the grad school for startup. Usually they run in a few months' time with some structured curriculum, with mentorship and exposure to investors. And so basically, you're you're sending、uh, young, just starting out startups to this accelerator, and this、yes. is how they're getting the skills that they need to, you know. Yeah, grow their business. Yeah, and also getting into top accelerators are very tough. Some、mm-hmm. of them acceptance rate is lower than two percent.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so we actually pre-train them and also、uh, educate them how to choose the right、uh, accelerator program for them. Some of them are generalists. Some、mm-hmm. of them have vertical focus.、Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them have geogra-、uh, geographic、um, advantage. So it really depends on their product and technology that they are building to choose the right one and actually train them better, articulate everything. 
learning in English、mm. uh, for the application process. So you're preparing these Taiwanese startups that you know maybe they, they they've only been in the game for a little while, and you're preparing them to go over to the U.S. and get involved in that whole、uh, yeah. challenging situation. Yeah, exactly. So we are actually going to run it、uh, pretty soon in November.、Uh, so you can Google Taiwan Startup Stadium. There will be announcement of the bootcamp coming up.、Mm. Now,、uh, Taiwan Startup Stadium, it's part of the Ministry of National Development's、uh, bigger project called、uh, Head Start Taiwan,、uh, and 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 that broadly is all about making Taiwan a, a friendlier place for startups.、Uh, and a lot of it's like regulatory stuff. A lot of it is,、uh, you, you know, focusing on, on on legal framework type stuff.、Uh, but you 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 have a very specific focus, and it sounds like in that whole mix, really,、uh, your role. Is acting as kind of a connector, making、yes. sure that all of these startups、uh, get what they need, are connected to the resources they need to succeed. Yeah. So National Development Council's Head Start Taiwan actually is a they they have a three prong strategy. So number one is actually what you talk about the regulation, make Taiwan more friendly and updated in terms of legal re- environment. And number two is investment,、uh, collaboration, and partnership with some international investors to look more into Taiwanese pipelines for startups. And our role is to operate a startup hub、uh, and very international focus. I can actually give an example.、Uh, actually, all these policies and investment at the end of the day they need startups、uh, to to implement.、Uh, so one program that was launched in July is Visa for Entrepreneurs. I think fairly、uh, relevant to the ICRT audience.、Um, so really, in the past there are of course different visa programs, and this is specific for foreigners who want to start their business in Taiwan.、Um, so we actually. Have a startup that we work with is a German founder、uh, who came to Taiwan for study、uh, MBA in National Zhengzhi University and stayed on to start his business. So actually, just fairly recent in September, he got his visa for entrepreneurs. Now he can officially stay as an entrepreneur in Taiwan.、Uh, mm-hmm. So that's one example. We actually work、uh, with those sister program to make sure our startup gets supported and get、um, the right exposure and right program that's、uh, solving their needs. And 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 so part of what's behind this push,、uh, I, w- I was speaking to you a little bit before we turned on these mics. Part of what's behind this push is is kind of anxiety、uh, that Taiwan maybe is getting looked over.、Uh, you know, Taiwan has been so strong in the manufacturing sector for so、right. many years,、uh, but now you know we're seeing other places in Asia that are really going forward in terms of、uh, being able to have entrepreneurship, being able to have、uh, new creative ideas come out of there, and people are worried that maybe Taiwan isn't going to be the center of that creativity. So,、uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So Taiwan definitely have great、uh, reputation in making quality products.、Uh, however, you know, after the 1990s, pretty much the world is shifting towards software, toward Technology toward lean startup, meaning you know in the past you got to build factories and facilities to make things.、Uh, that's a lot of you know Taiwan facility had had been about. You got to have fixed asset, but right now you can pretty much build something or build a business on your computer. Uh, with codes,、um, so that's actually a big transition、uh, for for Taiwan's、um, uh, industry structure as well. So we are seeing that、um, there are, you know, so far almost, you know, Taiwanese are using major internet or you know、uh, mobile platforms. 
most of them are actually not from here. Uh, so people are using Facebook, using Line, using mm. you know Google, using YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so there isn't really something major that's been built from here. And those are all big, global, scalable companies. Uh, so we do feel that anxiety, you know, with both. U.S. and China are two big markets, and even our neighboring um, APEC countries are pushing very far, very hard for those, you know, software technology-driven uh, entrepreneurs entrepreneurship. So that's also why, you know, our personal sort of aspiration and anxiety Mm -hmm. is Taiwan is becoming less and less visible Mm -hmm. in the global technology trend. And we really need to push harder on that front. And, you know, you mentioned some of those big tech names. Right now, the way that Taiwan is set up and the way that, uh, you know, we call it this uh, startup ecosystem is looking do you, do you think it would be possible for something like a Facebook or something like an Uber? Would it be possible for something like that to come out of Taiwan? Um, I would say we really need need to leverage on what we we have, our assets and advantage. Uh, I won't really like go out for dream as big, but I won't say it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are seeing some good tractions of uh, startup companies from here. Uh, they can be building e-commerce mm-hmm. uh, marketplace for. Uh, Asia region. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really a, a big step outside of Taiwan. Uh, there is also, you know, a mobile app uh, that got really, really popular that sort of bits all the global players on, on the app store. Uh, so there is definitely potential. Uh, mm-hmm. And however, I would say it's the, the skill set about building something. Uh, we feel Taiwanese startup founders are actually quite strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the technical strengths, technical skills in terms of software and hardware are fairly strong and global, mm-hmm. full stack. However, in terms of turning product into scalable scalable business, especially especially for younger uh, startup founders, uh, they a lot of them would need help. Uh, but I would say, you know, just... I wish more people are jumping into it. Uh, it's mm-hmm. going to be a collective learning process for the community. Uh, and we really hope that there will be more and more role models that people are really bold to try. Uh, just being able to try and being you know, out there to try is a great step ahead. So it sounds like what you're saying is there is a real skill base here. People know what they're doing. Uh, but sometimes the, the, the challenge would be scaling the company to a size bigger than the Taiwan market. Um, could you... Tell us, what are some of the biggest uh, mistakes you see companies making as they try to expand beyond the Taiwan market? Mm. I would say, uh, especially for expanding beyond Taiwan market, um, right now a lot of products are built, well, always remember products are built for someone to use it, consumers mm-hmm. and customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so customers or consumer, no matter it's B2B or B2C here, may not necessarily be the same in terms of their behavioral needs, in terms of their business needs, in, in terms of their lifestyle can be very different. So that is also why we keep, you know, launching programs to kick entrepreneurs out of the door. You got to really face the consumers. A lot of, you know, coders or technical founders, usually they have imaginations in their mind about their customer needs, but mm. they don't necessarily talk to their customers, engage to their customers enough. And that could be especially hard if those customers are in a different country. Yeah, exactly. So uh, right now we talk about product market fee. Uh, PMV is actually pretty much the point uh, that we start working and fine-tuning with the, a lot of startup, startup founders that we work with. So you have built this you know, product. Of course, it's 
you know, you can do so many things. It's great. But、mm. tell us about who you are servicing.、Uh, you know, what exact issues are you trying to solve?、Mm. Are they really necessary?、Mm. Is it too much? Is it really like something that they would need? And th- this is something that you focus on with the startups that you work on is、uh, encouraging them to really get to know their,、exactly. their audience. Always test, always engage your customers, and even now, investors would always look at how much validation、uh, you've done. Uh, with your customers or you know consumers about your product, are you really solving the right need? Are you really solving it enough?、Uh, is there you know something else? Is there competition that are trying to do the same thing?、Uh, so really validating the product need、uh, is a big issue that we are seeing for Taiwanese founders here, especially when they are imagining about international、mm. markets. And that, and that's part of why、uh, you're, you're sending these groups over to the U.S. Right, is so that they actually、exactly. get that exposure. Yeah, exactly. So、um, so. Actually, we've surveyed tens of startups right now.、Uh, I would say, in terms of international growth, the U.S. market is still ranked number one,、mm. and then Southeast Asia, some、uh, cover Japan, and then followed by China.、Um, so, just two weeks ago, we actually、uh, put together a group、uh, of twelve startups,、uh, went to Silicon Valley for a week,、uh, partially participated the sort of one of the most famous、uh, tech startup conference in the world called TechCrunch Disrupt. Uh, so actually, they worked day and night and pitch probably like a hundred times in three、mm. days、mm-hmm. just to different people in the conference. Now they are super pro. And、uh, <laughs> I remember actually a few founders said it's not really about just just about pitching or selling、mm-hmm. your product. It's really being put in that setting within such a concentrated time and get exposed to what's happening in the world,、mm. what's happening in you know different tech fields, what's really the latest trend, and what people are looking for. Right. So、yeah. there's clearly a set of skills、uh, that comes with you know being good at、uh, startups. Uh, and, and so, having this startup stadium, it, it shows clearly that、uh, Taiwan is is focusing on this, wants to improve, you know, this whole environment.、Uh, but you know, focusing on startups—that's that's not really a new idea. I, I think a lot of other countries in in Asia are doing that as well.、Uh, can you talk a little bit about?、Uh, do you, do you think that Taiwan has an edge in any way that's going to help it, or, or is it really facing some stiff competition here? Yeah, I would say Taiwan. Two major strengths.、Uh, one is the software talents is actually quite strong. People may not know that some of the top companies in the world actually set up a pretty strong R and D presence here. For example,、uh, Google actually has I think over three hundred people in Taiwan,、mm. and Google Taiwan team is leading the world's you know development for Google Chrome、uh, browser, as well as parts of the Android platform development. Mm. Out of here,、mm. and you know, Nest Labs is one of the hottest uh, smart home um, startup in the world right now, and they have six development centers around the world. Taiwan is the only one in Asia.、Uh, even Tesla or Pebble Watch have parts of their product built in Taiwan. Of course, people know that iPhone and iPad, lots of Apple product is made from、uh, by Taiwan manufacturers. So Taiwan、uh, on. On the other hand, definitely has the hardware、uh, reputation, the hardware ecosystem, and quite a number of hardware,、uh, smart hardware. Now we call it IoT, Internet of Things,、uh, entrepreneurs.、Uh, most of them actually came with manufacturing background.、Uh, some of them are combining their skills in do- different areas with their manufacturing background. So unlike the hardware entrepreneurs in the U.S., which 
most of them uh, have limited hardware manufacturing experience. They are mm-hmm. they are you know designing product, but usually when it comes to production, mm-hmm. uh, they actually need to rely mm-hmm. this part of the world or just outsource it. Right. But we we actually came across a lot of hardware manufacturers, uh, hardware entrepreneurs. They know exactly how to make it. They have right. lined up factories for it. Right. But the uh, the idea uh, about you know getting the product to the market mm. uh, is still the biggest challenge for them, uh, mm. really how to sell the product, how to find the right target audience for it. Mm. Um, so we are seeing a lot of uh, advantage uh, for Taiwan on this front. And even when we travel overseas, when people know, oh, you're the group from Taiwan. Oh, I actually have friends who are building hardware products. So <laughs> how can we actually get connected with your sy- mm. ecosystem? So I think Taiwan definitely has a role to play in the global mm. innovation ecosystem in terms of building the next generation of smart hardware. And our traditional manufacturing industry also has uh, a lot of catch-up and update uh, mm-hmm. in order to capture this global trend. And uh, so you've been doing this, uh, you, you, you've been working with these startups uh, for almost a year now. You started earlier this year. Uh, can, what, what has come out of that so far? Have, has uh, any, any, anything encouraging, any, any heartwarming stories about uh, what these startups are doing come out of that yet? Yeah, uh, I can talk about a few. Uh, they are all still fairly early, mm. uh, but we are seeing sort of the growth trajectory uh, for those. Uh, there is one, actually one interesting story uh, that came up two weeks ago while we were at the conference. Mm. Uh, so a uh, uh, product called CatFi. It's a smart cat feeder, a hardware product. If you have more than two cats in the home, mm. uh, the cat feeder will tell you which cat is eating the most and maybe one or two cats are not eating enough. Oh. So actually we were, uh, they have a, uh, a cardboard, uh, uh, more like a mock-up to demo uh, mm-hmm. at a conference. However, because it's a very crowded, you know, lots of people in a conference, uh, one of the uh, team members actually got tripped uh, mm. and sort of flipped the table oh, no. uh, to the floor. So it's a big crash on site. Mm. So it happened that, you know, TechCrunch is the leading, the most almost the world's leading tech media. Right. And, that's, a, that's a bad place to flip over your table. I know. But wh- while we were restoring the table in the poster, you know, a TechCrunch writer happened to walk by mm-hmm. and he said, are you guys okay? Like, are you, sh- you know, just making sure we are fine, mm-hmm. nothing get, uh, nobody get hurt. And when we saw, we actually put up the poster again. Huh. So it's a cat product. Tell me about it. Uh. <laughs> and he has two cats and he totally loved the idea. Genius. 20 minutes later, uh, this product got a full page feature on TechCrunch.com. And, um, you know, the, the, the article also got reposted on their social network. On Twitter, it got, uh, you know, 5.8 million followers. Oh, man. You know, on Facebook, their account got something like 2 million likes. So it's all of a sudden world famous. <laughs> So you just got to flip your table over at the right time? <laughs> no, we were and... joking that should we just continue flipping the table? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to create a new trend at these yeah, uh, tech so meetings. Yeah, so all of a sudden this product you know, got mentioned and actually an in-depth uh, just feature article in the world's you know leading tech media. So that's pretty unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it's how to make it happen. It's how to make yeah. it happen. And uh, okay, so you know, you, you, you've been working pretty closely with a lot of these uh, tech startups. You've you've kind of got a ground eye view. You got a bird's eye view. You've got a great perspective to tell what's happening in this uh, in this area in Taiwan. What, what what's your perspective? Do you do you feel like it's on an upward trajectory? That it's uh, 
where this is a good time for startups in Taiwan. It's headed in the right direction. Yeah, I feel that through six months uh, of really lightning speed hard work by the team. Uh, we definitely start seeing very positive feedback uh, from our community, and that's I think that's something that matters the most. Um, Taiwanese founders, in a way, I feel need a lot of confidence boost uh, in the global perspective. Uh, you know, with China next to us, uh, there are so many giants, so many big players. You know, where can we see our future? Uh, so we are definitely feeling a lot of support. Uh, of course, we feel that it's only baby steps. There are still a lot to to work on. Uh, we hope more entrepreneurs are willing to really jump on the wagon and you know bring their ideas. You know, think bigger beyond Taiwan. And really, uh, we will work work with them on you know the the execution and you know on support on the international expansion. So we feel pretty promising. Well, uh, let's just hope that uh, trajectory continues and these companies just keep growing and growing. We have been speaking today with Anita Huang, who heads the Taiwan Startup Stadium. Anita, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Kiss. You can learn more at startupstadium.tw. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to rate and review this program on iTunes. It really does help us get the word out there. For ICRT, I'm Keith Manconi.